And we're live recording, so... Uh-huh. Welcome to Team Carter Family Adventures Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Welcome. I have a... I have a word that I use when I'm testing a microphone. We always do at least one test little recording before we start these. And um, and I have a test word that I use that Jim really likes. I like to say toast. Toast. The reason why I like to say it is because I feel like it, it has enough hard consonants and there's a vowel in there as well with the O. You get the T and the O sound and that and that, that gives you the full range of, of, of mic noise. The toast. When you play that back, it sounds nice. I just always wondered why he was like, toast, toast, toasts. Toastmasters over here. Anyway. Yeah. So. Welcome. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. So glad, I'm so, so glad you've chosen to uh, share this bit of time with us, this half hour or so, however long this thing runs. As always, these are completely unscripted, family-friendly uh, podcast episodes, so we never know what we're going to talk about. So what are we going to talk about? These are completely unscripted, completely un- <laughs> not, we, we don't not have, completely unplanned. We don't have notes. We don't have anything. I this mean, is shooting from the hip. All we got is each other, baby. Yeah. That's all we need. That's all we need. Um, I saw... The new Tom Cruise movie today. Top Gun. And how was it? Maverick. I'm not going to lie. That's the best movie I've seen in a long time. Whoa. You know, that was like... Like your top three favorite movies now? Um, It's too early to say that yet. Okay. It's too early to say... So one of the things that I do... I see these movies and it takes me a while to form an opinion on them. Sure. So I won't really know what I... You know, how, how I feel about the movie until... Maybe a day, 24 hours after I see it. Um, it. It was funny. It was fun. It was funny. It was touching. It was... To feel like old friends were coming home? Yeah, it was. there was a lot of nostalgia. But not really in a cheesy way. Like, they obviously paid a lot of tribute to the... to, to the 1986 Top Gun movie. Also... BTW in 1986 is the year I was born. Oh, that's a good year. Um, paid a lot of tribute to that movie, and then uh, and added on to it, and it, it's 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 a good one. Tom Cruise, uh, he may be a raving scientific scientific person, but a scientological lunatic. But he can sure make a good movie. Um, was it kind of like when they remade the Karate Kid and you're like, yes, Mr. Miyagi's like the wise, you know, wise guy kind of thing? Is it like it was Tom way Cruise better. is like in this like amazing, like wise older character I mean, now? Kind of, so it was way better than the Karate Kid remake. Okay. I mean, it was. Okay, I mean, we can't put that put that on it, but. Um, it was just a movie. And in the same way that. Um, in the same way that the original Top Gun was a was a movie, and what I mean by that is, it wasn't like. Here we go. It wasn't necessarily trying to push some sort of agenda. It wasn't part three of seven. It wasn't part three of seven. It wasn't you know, a, a thirty-seven movie tie-in backstory. Twenty-minute-long fight scene. I mean, it was just like a fun movie. Sounds really nice. 
Um, so it's a really like really nice way to kick off summer. Yes, and it, I'm gonna sound really old here when I say this, but um, you know there was a there was a trailer for a new Marvel movie, and I was just like, man, I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over the Marvel movie thing. There's just so many. Really. There's so many. I think I can count on one hand how many Marvel movies that I've actually seen and remembered. And they're hard to keep track of. They're hard, yeah. So, nothing against Marvel movies. I just, it's not my favorite genre. They're just tough to keep track Take of. Take me to a Wes Anderson movie. Wes Anderson movie. Yes. That's um, like staring at a work of art. It was very much a silly guy movie with jet planes. And, and yeah, that was it. There were very few CG effects so it was. They were. It was actual flight. You know, in actual planes, actual dog. Fight, you know, I say quote unquote actual dog fighting, but you know, people in real planes flying. That's cool. It was very, very cool. Um. So, not that I ever wanted to be in the navy, or you know, but or be a fighter pilot, but it does seem pretty cool. Yeah. So. Trying to think it I mean it was pretty clean too. Nice. I don't, I don't remember what it was rated. But it was pretty clean. So you 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 forget frequently that Tom Cruise is like sixty now. Uh and then No way. Yeah, he's yeah. No he's way. Fifty nine or sixty, yeah. Um but there's a couple of scenes where it like but it's like, oh yeah. He's an old guy. But it's a good one. Wow. I would recommend it. So one of the things that I like to do, and this is me put my secrets out there, I guess. One of the things I like to do every so often, not very often, I, I like to play hooky in the middle of the day and and go to the movies. Um, so it's something I do frequently, maybe like twice a year, three times a year. Um, it's your year time. That's my me time. Yeah. One of the best ones I ever I ever saw, I, when um, Quentin Tarantino moved from a couple years ago, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, when it came out, I went in the middle of the day, and that's another good one. And that one's not that one's not okay for the, not okay for the children, but um, by a long shot. But that was a really good one, just to turn your brain off and and uh, and disconnect. Yeah. But I felt I felt so I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and I felt justified because I watched Mad Men recently for the first time ever. And that's and if you if you ever watch Mad Men, one of the characters, Don Draper, he's a creative marketing guy. There's way more to it, but that's just the bare bones basics. And when he's in a creative rut, he'll go to a movie in the middle of the day, just to turn his brain off. Wash so his brain, can. yeah. 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 Nice. So I feel justified. But then you also, speaking of older things, you also went to a car show tonight. I and did. Took um, one of our kids. I took took our six year old to a to a classic car show that was in downtown Rock Hill, and um, that was really cool. I don't I don't own a classic car. I don't really aspire to own. I mean, I'd love to one day, but it's not really at the top of my list of aspirations to own a, a, a classic car necessarily. Let's dream. If you could have any older classic car of your choice. If, if money and resources were not a hindrance and you could have anything, what would you pick? I'd have a Resto Mod uh, early 70s, maybe late 60s Ford F100. Ooh. And Resto Mod, what that means is it looks on the outside just like an old car. 
but up underneath the engine, the brakes, the, the transmission, suspension, steering is all modern parts. Hmm. It's been rest, restored slash modified. Restomod. Okay. What color? Um, you tell what's really important to me in a car is the color. So what color? I mean like a a cream, kind of off white with a with a high gloss, and the big um. What do they call them the the big like ski sled hubcaps, like like poverty wheels, whatever they call them, poverty caps. Um, that would be very cool. Sounds cool. And and. In, in addition to it being resto modded, I want it to be electric. <laughs> All electric. And it can power your house like the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning truck. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is not a commercial for Ford vehicles, although... It's not. Although, oh, hey, um, Ford. Although Ford USA, should you decide to sponsor us, we would gladly have that conversation. Um, you can reach us at... Team Carter Family Adventures at gmail.com. I would love to have a truck from Ford. Just saying. Just saying. Um, if you can dream it, you can do it. You can do it. Um, yeah, what what classic car are you, the listener? I'm sure you're listening out there. Um, what classic car popped into your mind as you were thinking about classic car show? Um, we'd love to hear your outtake yeah, and my, comments. My dad talks about when he was a teenager, one of his first, not a teenager, but when he was younger, one of his first cars that he really cared about, it was a mid-60s, early-60s Impala. This like a mid '60s Chevy Impala, and, and it was purple. And uh, they had one of theirs, one of those at, the, at that car show tonight. And it's just a beautiful machine. Mm. You know, it's gonna sound cheesy and really obvious, but they most definitely do not make cars like that anymore. They're just works of art, just absolute works of art. And it was just a Chevy. You know, it's not like it was some super high end Italian handmade car. It was just a Chevy, but that thing was a work of art. I think you know what I would pick. What? A classic car. Well, what would, would I pick? pick? No, you said you the pop top Volkswagen camper van. They had two of those tonight. I I know I saw them and and since we're dreaming, it would be um, maybe an electric one or maybe it's just a diesel that like seriously never breaks. Um, because in in the past we have ridden around in a. Volkswagen and my god it's a beautiful car but um this car was named Lazarus because you had to pray over it because it would literally like you might not you might get to the grocery store and then you might not get back and then you probably wouldn't get home we had some some (laughs) some really good friends in Peru they had one and uh and you know while we're all appreciative we are all so thankful and grateful to even have a vehicle and we were at the time it it took faith to get from point A to point B. Oh, yeah. In Lazarus. Yeah, one time it died in the middle of a traffic circle in the rain. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of stuck in the middle of uh, the traffic so, roundabout. <laughs> I think we might have told this story before, but so it was us and Josh and Rosie Ben and Yasmin. And who else is there? They're all from the UK. And Lauren... Oh, man. Was she, no, she wasn't there, was she? I think she was. Lauren from Texas. Yeah, anyway. Hi, Lauren from Texas, if you're listening to this. Um, but they were all in the van with us because we, we were all going somewhere. And uh, so I was in the traffic circle, kind of close to the, the plaza, the center of the city. 
So they all got out and walked to, because we were going to a, like a burger place for dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Everybody got out, walked to the burger place, got food. I, I stayed in the car because you don't, you don't leave vehicles <laughs> in Peru. Uh, so I stayed in the car, walked to the burger place, got food to go, and came back, and we all ate it in the in the van. In the van, in the monsoon rain, and it was really mm-hmm. nice. And then we called our landlord. Oh, yeah. He Roque. Saved, he saved the day, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Rocky wow. came and hooked it up just enough, basically, to... Now, he came, looked at it, called his mechanic buddy. His mechanic buddy came out and got it working enough to get it back to his mechanic shop. This is still, like, on the curb of the traffic circle. Cars are whizzing by, and mm-hmm. we're still stuck, like, can't move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this guy was also the head engineer for the Cusqueña plant in in Cusco, Peru. Cusqueña is the is the beer of Cusco. And, and um, so he was the head engineer for the plant, so me and me and, and the family that we work with, the guy Jordan, we got a tour. Maybe it was Eric too? I can't remember. It was a couple of us. I think Eric might have been there. Got a tour and this is you know, this is Peru ten years ago, I guess now. And they they may do you know microbrewery tours now at this point, but at Ten years ago, it, it it was not a thing. We got a behind the scenes tour of the Cusquini plant, which was very very cool. He said it was like the nicest. Yeah, it was the nicest, <laughs> cleanest, you know, well, most well kept, well disinfected. This is pre COVID, so this is like yeah. ten years ago. It was like sanitized, like a like a hospital or something. It was very, it was very very cool. Yeah. Because um, it, you know, again, it wasn't like. Oh, they have tourists in here all the time. Kind of think they have a gift shop at the end. Like, no, that's not what it was. Like it was. He took you to work, yeah. basically. You were job shadowing him at work. Yeah. Here, put these scrubs on. <laughs> Come follow <Yeah>. me at work. <laughs> um, that's a good memory. Yeah, that is a good memory, man. It's a really good memory. Wow. Well, if you're ever in Oregon or Arizona, road trip Oregon and road trip Arizona. Our sister companies that let you rent out, um, was it Eurovan? They're Volkswagen they have camper a couple different vans. vans. They have a few different vans, yeah. Yeah, a couple different models. I think we had a Eurovan, right, for our for the one that we rented. We, we, we had an early 2000s Eurovan with a pop top. It was a camper. It, it's not a Westphalia because it's like a brand, yeah. but it's a Westphalia because it's got the, got the stove and the fridge and all that stuff. So, so if you're ever wondering, how huh, I'd really like to try this out without dropping some serious cash on one, um, unless that's just your thing. Um, it was just really great. In 2020, for our anniversary, we flew to Phoenix and um, rented a hot top Volkswagen camper for five days and drove around the desert and probably put a thousand miles on it and we tried it out like it was ours and it was so much fun and then we got to give it back so um road trip Arizona people thank you so it, much it was so caveat, much fun. this is not a, this is not a, this, we're also we're not, not sponsored, sponsored by, by road them. trip Arizona or road trip Oregon although we would love to be yeah but we're not at this moment no but but seriously it was like such a really great vacation and it was wonderful to just try it out and and give it back. <laughs> when do you guys are going to hear us read ads? And, and we're going to stop saying, we're not sponsored by this, but we'd love to be. Right. We're going to say, we are sponsored by this, people, and we're very proud of it. We are still eagerly awaiting our um, fan art that is coming. Our friend has graciously made us some fan art for this podcast, and I will reveal it as soon as we get it in the mail. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it is coming in the mail, so just know that maybe in the next 
episode or two, we're going to talk about what he made and how he made it and why that is relevant to... We're going to have them on as guests. Us. Yes, we're going to do that. Well, Adam and Catherine, <laughs> since you listen to this. This is, not, this is not necessarily an interview show, but I am certainly not against interviews. Um, I'm going to talk about... So, <laughs> I don't know if Dane listens to this or not, but I'm gonna talk about it for a second. Dane, love you, buddy. Uh, so, the the idea for doing a podcast originally came from my buddy Dane, and thanks, Dane. Thanks, Dane. And he was like, "Man, we should do a podcast." And I am an easy sell, so so I so one of the things about so I'm in real estate sales. So one of the things about salespeople is that they are typically pretty easy to sell. Not always, but. So I'm an easy sell. So I was within 30 seconds. I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. I yeah, love to talk. Let's do it. Great. And, and uh, I was like, sure, let's do it. Well, he he put all these stipulations on me. He said, we got to have the best guests. And we got to have this. we got to have that. I said, listen, man, we're not going to have, we're not going to be able to get good guests. So we, so we just got to do it. We just got to do it. Like, who's more interesting than us anyway? I mean, honestly. Uh, you'll prove us wrong time and time again we're like we're the last people that anyone would want to listen to and then y'all keep showing up week after week and we're just shocked especially the Italians hello buongiorno buongiorno Italia famiglia italiana yes thank you Italians y'all are amazing the people Um, in America are amazing too but but, (laughs) see anyway the 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 point basically is is it doesn't really matter if you have to do it badly, if you have to start badly, just start. Just do it. Whatever thing you're putting off, I think that's a word right now. Whatever thing you're putting off, whatever thing you got in your mind, just do it, man. Do it badly, but just do it. Don't despise humble beginnings. Don't despise small beginnings. For that's right. in the end, you will reap a harvest if mm. you do not give up. Mm. I think, you know, you wait around for things to be perfect or for, well, I don't have the right equipment. Or I don't have the right setup, or I don't have you know Joe Rogan setup, or the, the boom mics, or I don't have a you know, production assistant, or whatever. It's like, dude, we recorded our first 12, 13, 14 episodes on a pair of AirPods. Did it sound bad? I think we were a great example for doing it badly, but just yeah. doing it. The first couple episodes sound rough. I know they do. And this one could sound bad, too. Who knows? But we're going to get better as we go. Hey, do you know a secret? This is just me being super vulnerable here. Um, the first 100 videos, probably, or more, that I shot for family... 100? Oh, yeah. It's at least 100 videos um, that I shot for YouTube, and I actually made them and put them on YouTube. It's our YouTube channel. It's our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel, by the way, <laughs> is Team Carter Family Adventures on YouTube. We are sponsored by our YouTube channel, and we heartily endorse you to go take a look at it. Yes, it's wonderful. But, and our podcasts are on there as well. But so we have family-friendly content that we shoot of our adventures because we realized um, that we go quite a few number of places as a family. Um, one, because we just it's what we do. We enjoy taking family adventures um and two uh we just want to encourage people to make their own adventures with their own family if there's somewhere cool that we've been that y'all are like oh that's so amazing i want to take my family there go have some memories at like a waterfall with your family like that sounds amazing 
Um, and so, but the first 100 videos I think I shot of, of places that we went, it was all in portrait mode, um, which is where you just hold your phone out and shoot it. You don't turn your phone to the side and landscape, so to speak, and shoot. And you're like, well, what's the big deal with that, Jen? Well, when you watch it on your streaming device and you're putting it on your TV, it just doesn't look as great in portrait as it would in landscape. Landscape makes it look like a movie. Portrait makes it look like oh, a window, like I'm squinting through a window to look at your stuff. So anyway, we're learning as we go, and it is so humbling. Um, film in landscape. Film in landscape and get a microphone and don't do your podcasts on your AirPods. See, we can just save you so much time. Yeah. You can just listen to us and be like, just... Don't do what the Carters are doing. Don't do what we did at first. Learn from our mistakes. So, yes. Learn from our mistakes. Or you know what? I'm almost tempted to say, go make some mistakes on your own. Don't learn from my mistakes. Go figure out your own way to do it. Who cares? Just <laughs> just do it. Learn by doing. Just start doing your thing. Um, take advice from people. Get better. Do research. You know, Be teachable. Um reach out for help to people with whatever thing it is and just and just go get it you know if you're brave enough to suck at something for a little while it's, it's pretty amazing what you can get done yeah. and the skills you can build so my it wasn't really my intention to give a to give a motivational speech this evening but mm. there we go toasts 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 I'm not a member of Toastmasters International I'm not really sure what that is I think it's a club on how to make speeches, right? Maybe. Um, maybe. So, okay. Jim's yelling at me for scratching my belly. He, David is like never itchy, never itchy until we start doing a podcast. It's, it's like just, his, I'm just, I'm just like scratching. His, it's like his thing. I'm just itchy. I'm sorry. Can't help it. Well, Jen, what's on the agenda? What's our next adventure going to be? Don't, and not the road trip. We can't talk about the road trip. We right can't now. talk, oh man, well... Okay. I was doing some research for that road trip, though. If you haven't heard, we're going on an epic summer road trip. We're going out to the Grand Canyon. It's going to be amazing. We're going to see lots of things along the way. And today, I went to the library with the kids and picked up a book um, a book on every state we're going to be passing through and staying in so that we can learn about those states before we actually go to those states. You're such a good mom. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, by the way. It's homeschool-related, too. At the car show tonight, there was a lady with a Grand Canyon University <gasps> t-shirt. Yes. And you were like, it's prophetic we're going there. That's amazing. Grand Canyon University, by the way, is in Flagstaff, Arizona. God, it's which so is good. Which is kind of the spiritual midpoint of our trip. Which is where we stayed when we road-tripped the last time in Arizona. We just mm-hmm. really enjoyed Flagstaff, and we said, man, we'd really love to come back here with the kids. And two years later, y'all, we're doing it. Here we come. Here we are. Yeah, so we're doing that. We're um, it's gonna be an epic trip. It's gonna be an epic trip. I was thinking today about um, there can sometimes in business be this perception that it's a zero sum game. And so, just if you're not familiar with that phrase, um, I can't help others in my business field too much because there's a limited. There's a finite amount of business. And if I help them, they get more business. That means less business for me. And even though in your head, when I say that, you may think, I don't, I don't, I don't think like that. I, I don't think that's that's the case. When the rubber meets the road, I think 
you know, some of you guys would be pretty interested in, in how you actually behave. Um, so, in, a, in an effort to, 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 to combat that, just in me, I uh, have been actively reaching out to share basically sources of business, um, which, by the way, is not something that realtors traditionally do with each other. It takes a unique, again, because of the competition aspect, that people have the perception that more business for somebody else is less business for me and more competition for me is going to hurt my business. But actually, the opposite is true. Collaboration. Collaboration always yields more fruit. Uh, so I've been doing that pretty actively this week, just reaching out and saying, hey, here are, you know, several new sources of business for me. You know, hope this blesses you. With no real expectation of anything back other than just, you know, purely trying to be generous. Um, just trying to create a culture around me of, of, of generosity and honoring people. Um, because that's ultimately the kind of place where we want to live and work um, is a is a place where people are generous and take care of each other and look out for each other um, and 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 honor each other and give you know give give each other the benefit of the doubt they assume the best instead of the worst should some should some mistake be made and some mistake will be made I want to be the one who assumes the best of the person who made the mistake and I would like the best assumed of me as well. And instead of jumping to the worst possible conclusion. Because that's uh, just exhausting. That's just... That's just <laughs> it's soul-sucking. Business is hard enough. It, it's hard enough, man, without... You know, without... There's enough external pressure <clears throat> from, you know, market conditions, negotiations, dealing with clients, you know, home inspection came back with some issues. There's uh, There's plenty of external pressure that you really don't need much internal pressure and by internal I mean like you know, organizational workplace um, that kind of stuff so, so if you can really minimize that and make one environment really really encouraging really positive really caring that um, makes facing the, the, the other side with the other environment that much easier you know when you know that you have a safe place right you know you have a place of support, a place where you can get encouragement, advice, suggestions, strategies. Um, you know, somebody's got your back, basically. So, that's my business tip of the week right there. If you're leading people, if you're in charge of people, they always need more encouragement than you think. They always need more encouragement than you think, than you expect. They probably need more encouragement than you do, almost certainly. You got to the role in which you are uh, as a leader of people by not probably not needing a whole ton of encouragement, probably being intrinsically or or or, or self motivated. Um, but people wonder you need a lot more encouragement. They need praise. They need to be told they're doing a good job. They need to be told they're doing a bad job. Um, they need all those things from you. Uh, I think if you are you know in whatever role of leadership that you are in even if it's you know just even if it's not a business role but you know the head of the family you know the head of your household your, your spouse desperately needs encouragement that that they're doing the right thing maybe they need gentle correction maybe they could 
take things in a slightly different direction in a loving way. Kids most certainly need direction and correction and discipline and all that. Are we segueing into the... I agree with all those things. Are we segueing into the story about the epic parenting moment that we had yesterday at the pool? Yeah, Is that a good time for that story? Yeah, tell that story. All right, I'm going to try and be as honoring as possible. So I'm not going to tell you which kid this was. Um, You have a one in three chance of guessing which kid it is, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to try my best to remain neutral as possible. So yesterday... Just call you Sweden. Sweden? Because you're going to be neutral. Okay. Okay, that joke just went right over my head. It's too late for that. Sweden was neutral in World War One and Two. Really? I thought it was Switzerland. Switzerland's neutral too, right? Just call you Switzerland. Okay. Because you're going to remain neutral. There you go. All right. So. Just call you Djibouti. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay, so, yesterday, don't interrupt my story now. What? Okay. What? I really sound old when I say that. Don't interrupt my story. Okay, so, yesterday... I was at the pool with the kids. This is like an epic opportunity. I'm going to call it an opportunity now. This is an opportunity um, to parent our children. So um, we're at the pool, and um, it's a it's a YMCA pool. So when you go in, David's getting water. Excuse us. He's coming back from getting water. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, there's a swim test when you go in the pool, okay, um, and you get a bracelet, and there's a sign now due to, I guess, lifeguarding shortages or hour shortages or something where they've just, they've stepped up their game this year, and they've said, if you don't pass the swim test, you have to wear a life jacket, okay? Well, this child is very confident in swimming, okay? They passed it last year. They're real confident in swimming, and so <laughs> it surprises me that my other kid passed and this kid did not um and what was frustrating about it is because she she okay well now i've definitely given you like the odds of 50 narrowed 50. Down. i've Just narrowed it down anyway so the kid is swimming strokes okay the life grade even comments wow their strokes are really good they fought on a technicality where this they, child can swim yeah, they slap the side of the pool. You're not supposed to touch the side of the pool or you fail. Well, the rule is swim, you know, like 50 yards, stop, tread water for 30 seconds, and then swim back and you're done. Well, in between the treading water for 30 seconds, um, she's right there at the at the wall. She just slaps the wall, like not to catch her breath, but just touches the wall. So she fails. And it's frustrating because I'm like, okay, clearly we all know you can swim. Just take it again. And this kid was like, absolutely not, and just had a complete um, meltdown at the pool, didn't want to get back in, was embarrassed. I sat with the kid um, just on the side. Well, um, the other kid passed, so the other kid was like, woohoo, like, watch me go down the slide. And, um, you know, I just... I don't know. It was just a hard moment. And so I called for backup and I called David and I was like, please 
talk some sense into your child because I'm at a loss for words because I'm like, just go back in. And, you know, the lifeguard's being all nice about it. And she's like, well, you know, why don't you rest for like five or ten minutes and then you can try again. Like, because that was really good. I just can't technically pass you because you touched the wall. Which I understand. They have a standard. They got to keep the standard. You know, I get it. I, I wasn't making it a big deal. Um, and I was like, I understand. You know, you got to do what you got to do. We'll retake it. Um, and so it was just very hard to have a child that was lacking confidence and just didn't want to do it. And so here's the point in the story where I called David. <laughs> What'd you do? So Jen called me and I talked to her on the phone and she was just refusing. And why does this matter? But her choosing not to do the swim test, she is inconveniencing Jen she is inconveniencing because Jen has to take care of the kids. Jen's trying to watch the two other kids. She needs to get Miriam to pass the swim test so they can continue to, to come to the pool. So that Miriam, when they come to the pool, that Jen doesn't have to. It's just a whole thing. It was a whole thing. And and of course Miriam doesn't understand that. Um, so you know you gotta have grace with her. But she was just refusing. She was just refusing. Let's not say names. Well, it's too late now. But well, okay. We're trying to be very honorable, so. Whatever. Um, too late. But she was just refusing um, to do to do what we were asking her to do. And this was, she was just open, you know, open rebellion and disrespect. So we said, okay, we'll come on home. Everybody left the pool. Everybody was done. I talked to her for a minute. She apologized. And then as punishment, me and her ran a mile together. And you would have thought, you would have thought that I was beating that child with a rubber hose, making her go for a run. Which she was not. They were just, they were just exercising. <laughs> definitely was not. She has, let me just say this, that she has ran with me regularly. She has hiked Table Rock seven miles, a really challenging, one of the hardest hikes in South Carolina. She has done that with me. She's walked around, walked the same path. She's ran it with me before. She's more than capable of doing <laughs> this. This is not a new thing. This is a relatively flat surface. This, this is not a new thing. Um, but you would have thought it was just, like, awful. Yeah, just pure torture for her. Yeah. And then result was? She came back in. She apologized. She apologized. She took a shower, ate some food, and was and was her wonderful self. I think that it was, a, you know, there's, there are consequences to your actions. And if we don't teach our kids anything else, uh, I want them to understand that I love them and that there are consequences to their actions, good, bad, and in between. And um, it was just such an open, like, she was just so unaware and unthinking of anybody else but herself in that moment and how she was embarrassed that I just I just can't I'm sorry I get that you're embarrassed I totally get it but you gotta think about everybody else around you you need to understand how your actions are inconveniencing everyone around you so people are more important than things Sometimes other people's needs outweigh yours. Uh, the world does not revolve around you. There are other considerations. It's just basic parenting things, I feel like. Just basic parenting things. Um, so those are all conversations that we had. 
And uh, now we're all best friends again. Yeah, we're good today, but man, it was frustrating yesterday. Ooh. Now, we took a day off in the pool, but we're going to go tomorrow. I think tomorrow's her day. I think she's going to take it tomorrow and pass. Mm-hmm. She has already passed. Let me, she's taken this let me test back twice. Up. Let's back up. She's back up. So this, yeah. the test is she swims in the deep end of the pool, 12-foot section of the pool, from one end to the other, and, and then back. But here's the kicker. You're not supposed to touch the wall. When you when you make the turn, on the turn, don't touch the wall. She can, she, what's it called, the freestyle stroke? Yeah, freestyle. She, she does the freestyle stroke all the way down. She stops, treads water, turns around. Yeah, you know, she can and just touches the wall and the turn around to come back and that's what get that's what's getting her. So the second time we took the test, that that was the first time that we failed. The second time I took her back to the pool, failed again on the same technicality. This is after the lifeguard is screaming, "Don't touch the wall!" <laughs> and and it's just like, oh my god. She's gosh. a strong-willed little booger. She has her own way that she's gonna take that she test. She's gonna yeah. She's she's definitely a leader. I love that about her. I love that about her. One of her dreams is to, is, is to be an astronaut. And, you know, and of course I want her to be an astronaut. Um, but whether she is or not, you know, of course I still love her. But I told her, I said, Miriam, do you honestly think, this is when she was upset about about failing this one test and just quitting. Uh, I'll just never swim. I'll just won't even swim this summer. I don't even want to swim. I said, but you're going to have to wear a life jacket if you uh, don't pass this one test. And she's like, well, that's fine. Hope they have one big enough in my size. No. So I said, Mary, <laughs> do, do you sincerely, do you honestly think that in your pursuit to be an astronaut that you're not going to fail? Do you really think that, that that's one of the most difficult things a person can do? And uh, she didn't really respond, but you know, she has she has really ambitious goals, and and I, you know, I would love her if she if she hits them or not. She talks about wanting to be the first person to ever leave the solar system. What eight year old talks about that? I don't know. Um, and I would love it if she did that. I mean, I would I would love it if she didn't. But either way, I still want her to understand that that, that you can't quit. You can't just just, just give up because stuff gets hard. <laughs> You can't just decide, oh, I just won't do that. That's tough. Or, I'm not naturally good at that, so I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. No, no, not going to do that. No, 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 no. And it's not even a lack of ability. It's just she's just not listening. That's the thing that, that gets me. Is everybody around you. I did ask her. I said, have I ever have I ever given you advice or recommend that you do something and it's turned out bad? And you've gotten hurt because of it. She said, "No." I said, "Exactly." So how, this situation is no different. Okay. It had me thinking, like, oh gosh, like, <laughs> when was the last time that I sounded like you? Like, just having a adult, basically an adult temper tantrum of like. Oh, I probably sound like that once a week. I, oh man, like, and it was just so hard. It was so hard because everything in me was like, I want to run away from this kid. I don't want to be here right now. This is so uncomfortable, and like, you know, I'm not trying to scream at her and be like, "Get in the pool," but um, I just I didn't yell. I just sat down next to her and let her basically have it out. The funniest part of this entire conversation is that there's this guy on his speakerphone literally sitting on the same bench as us, and for whatever reason, he just didn't want to move. So he continued his very loud 
speakerphone conversation with whoever he was talking to. I'm glad I went there because I would have said something. While my child is like, I hard hardcore would have said something. Having a meltdown basically at the pool, and um, and I just sat there. (laughs) I just I just sat there with her. And you know, this guy in the background's like, uh huh, like having his his own private conversation over there on a speakerphone, and I just was like, like I don't know. So I called for backup, and I'm thankful that David was able to pitch in his two cents because sometimes I feel like you know I'm with the kids all day. I feel like I can say things until I'm blue in the face. I'm trying to be encouraging, like you know you can swim. Everybody knows you can swim. Just get back up and try again. Just whatever you do, don't touch the wall. You got this. Let's go. Come on. And, yeah. So, I was thankful that David was able to talk some sense into her, and she ended up not doing it. And so, um, I don't know. She was just very smart. She was very smart because she was like, she was like, no. She was like, no. David was like, get in the pool. You you can do this. You got this. And she's like, this is my swim test. You can't make me. Like, it has to be me to take the swim test. Ooh. And you can't do anything about it. Yo. And she was too smart for her own good, so she ran a mile and felt better. Yeah. Y'all want... It's just like, do you want to know a situation where you might... You might forget you love Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your, here's, your, here's your dad meme of the day. Dad meme of the day. Here There's we go. There's a great Instagram account called The Dad. Okay, here we go. If you haven't already gone for a walk, made coffee, analyzed the weather report, and sighed at least 16 times before anyone else wakes up, are you even a dad on vacation? (laughs) That's a good one. Man, parenting at its finest. So some days are good and other days are hard, but in the end, your kids really love you. Because this morning she woke up and it was like nothing had ever happened. It's all rainbows and sunshine. So. One of the best decisions I've made as a parent is the decision to let more of the little things go. We can have breakfast for dinner every once in a while. Socks don't always have to match. They can wear a cape to the store. Who cares? (laughs) That's a good one. We tend to do all those things a lot, so that's, that's no yes. surprise there. Yes. What? Yes. All right. So this one is this is one hundred percent us. Oh, this is like made for us. Okay. It's <laughs> what dad who planned a family trip to some place with no Wi-Fi starter pack. There, there <laughs> this is one hundred percent what we do. There, there's a field guide to birds. There's pop quiz. What's the difference between silt and clay? There's a, a, a boonie hat, like a wide brim hat. There's a fishing rod, a stainless steel thermos. There's an old wood grain alarm clock, and above it it says, We're burning daylight. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pair of new balances, and below it it says, A little dirt never hurt anyone. Oh, that's terrible trips build character is the, is the caption. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, there's a candle that's burning and it says zero days without a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fantastic. I'm going to have to reshare this meme. That's a good one. Please put that on, like, you know what? Just put it on the Team Carter um, Facebook you know what? fan page, which is, uh, you can find us at Team Carter awesome. Family Adventures fan page on Facebook. Uh, which also has our, our links to our YouTube adventures. I'm do one more. And you one definitely, more. yeah, okay, one more. Okay, let's see. Let's and let's we'll end on a high note here. What do you got? Let's see, hang on. Um. <laughs> I feel like we could just end it here with the dad sneezing <laughs> and then the deer all run away. And the nice, like, Ron! Nice, Ron. <laughs> I'm what? just reading what? what? Sorry, I can't sneeze. Uh, let's see, hang on. Hang on. Some of these have pictures and it wouldn't make sense. Can you describe one? Uh, my favorite part of bedtime is when my three-year-old becomes one of my drunk friends in college. I love you so much. You're so special to me. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> and I love you, pillow. Let's sing. No, let's don't sing. Look at my foot. I wish I had a car. Passes out. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. <laughs> Make sure you sit in the middle of the dining area if you're the first one down for the continental breakfast. To assert your dominance over the other dads traveling. <laughs> Burning daylight, boys. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, one more. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, one more. We're really going to clo- close the uh, episode after yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wrap it up. Uh, you can find all these at what is this address? The Dad. It's an Instagram account. The Dad Instagram account. Um, that's pretty good. Let's see. Hang on. <laughs> what? Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see, let's see, let's see. Hang on, hang on. If you want to know how exciting my neighborhood is, the dads are all abuzz over the latest news that Garbage Day is changing from Wednesday to Tuesday. (laughs) And there you have it, folks. We will see you next time at the same time, maybe. Same channel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. It'll be the same team quarter. Well, same team quarter channel, same team quarter time, same team quarter place. If you've made it this far to the post-credit secret. It's the post-credit super secret super ending. Super secret ending. Teaser for the next episode. We have no idea what it's going to be about because we haven't planned that far. But you should tune in because it's always spontaneous and it's always fun. It's always fun. We love you guys. Good night. Welcome to the Team Carter family podcast adventure adventures forever (laughs) i'm jen i'm david welcome you're you welcome you are you and you are listening wherever and whenever you are we are coming at you live from our mobile studio the team carter mobile studio today and mobile studio means uh 
our mobile tr- studio. Our trusty Honda Odyssey in a parking lot. Yes, somewhere. now why you may ask, are these guys in a parking lot in a van? Just hanging out. By the river. Recording a podcast. It's because the kids are at VBS. And so we're gonna take this opportunity to to get in a podcast really fast. Really fast as a you know, forty five minutes or so. Um I wanna talk through a couple of things. Um mostly uh I totally forgot what I was gonna say. While he thinks about what he was going I to totally say, I totally forgot what I was going to say. If totally you are, if this is your first time joining us, or this is your twenty-third time joining us, welcome. Thank you for being here. We sincerely appreciate you listening. And these are never recorded, so if this is your first time with us, uh, we don't have notes, we don't have a script, we have no idea what we're going to talk about until David starts talking and hits that record button. So this is all. This is all just spontaneous Extemporaneous. conversation. Yes. From the top of our head. Yeah. I tell you why I'm distracted because I just got a stupid text message from an agent that I'm doing a deal with right now. And I won't, I won't say much more than that. Uh, but somebody just asked a stupid question stupidly. <sighs> and it's so stupid I can't even talk about it. <laughs> um, so, that's happening. But, um, yeah. We were going to go into uh, a little coffee shop here maybe later. Uh, apparently, we have two and a half hours. We're not. The coffee shop closes at three. Oh, okay. Sorry. If you're in the Fort Mill area, you should definitely stop by Chatty Kathy's Coffee House um, right on Starlight Drive. But it closes at three. So, you got to get so there. we're not going to go. Yeah. We're not going to go because it's currently pretty far after three. Right. Unless there's like a special event happening or something. You can also rent it out for a special event. Really, it's event-based. It's, All right, so yeah. we were looking up. Let's talk about our um, our last-minute trip plan. And we were looking up. So I, I have to go to Charleston for a work thing in next week. And um, we were looking at making it, you know, making it a full-on family, like a mini vacay. And we're thinking about going to Camp St. Christopher, which if you don't know about Camp St. Christopher, it's on beautiful Seabrook Island. It's amazing. Uh, it, is, it is an Episcopal, um, Anglican, uh, retreat center, you know, conference center and they're um, in the middle of summer camp right now in the middle of summer camp right now we Jen and I worked here for a couple of summers when we were in college um, there's a guy doing sprints across the hill here it's pretty interesting but so we were looking at pricing for that um, see if we want to do that make kind of a little, kind of a beach weekend out of it so that's something we were thinking about we just decided that on the way over here. So in the last, like, 15 minutes or so. So I don't know. We might investigate that and see if we can go out there. And if not, um, you can always call ahead and see if they will reserve you a gate pass for your Seabrook Island. And you can just go out there for the day. Enjoy the beach. I don't know if they let you really hang out while summer camp is happening. But probably not. Really probably not. But you could probably go hang out on the beach. And um, we might just do a day trip if reservations are unavailable. So we'll get back to you on that if we are actually coming at you live from St. Christopher. Which may or may not happen because there's limited cell service out there. Which is half the point of going out there. Right. Which is, yeah. To tell you the truth. So Jen and I worked out there from 2010 to 2011 together. And then Jen did two summers out there. Two summers? I did 
Two summers. Two summers. Yeah, two summers when I was um, dating David. One was single, one was dating David. And then we got engaged. And then we got reemployed by St. Christopher when we were married, newlyweds. Mm-hmm. We'd been married like two months. Seven days, two months, eight days, and fourteen hours, or something. It was. It became our our interesting fact. So when you would introduce yourself to a group of kids, group of students that were out there, you would say your name, where you were from, and an interesting fact about you. And my fact was always, I would show my ring, and I would be like, I'm Jen Carter, and Shing, sparkle, sparkle. I've been married to David Carter for, and then I would say the date, and I would just make a two months, three days, whatever. Right. 14 months, hours. Yeah. yeah. So, that's fun. Mm-hmm. So. Twice a week for, nine, week months. for nine months. So, <laughs> to, that, to, to that end, we are going to be celebrating our 13th anniversary. 13th. Next week, next Monday. Wow. Happy anniversary to us. That's amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. You're amazing. I'm sure what to say about it. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we both got tired from the day and from that stupid text message I got a minute ago. Um, so, yeah, our 13th anniversary, I, I I would not have, you know, if you would have asked me back in 2010, is that right? Yeah. 13 years? Yeah. We also got married on my parents' anniversary, which was unintentional. It's 12 years, isn't it? This is 2022. 20. We. Wait, hold up. We've been married for. 2010, 2011. Let's do some math. 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 12 years? Have we only been married for 12 years? Guys, it seems like it's been forever. No, I'm just kidding. It's. Kidding. Well, you know, I think I feel like that just tells you a lot about our personality right there. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies. Yeah. Time's irrelevant. I don't, I don't really care, but we're going to celebrate us, years. and it's going to be great. Because in 2020, we went to Arizona for our for our, for our 10 year. Mm-hmm. Last year was 2021, and we did. Well, we went to beautiful year. Walhalla, South Carolina, and stayed at yes. Lofts Over Maine mm-hmm. after we hiked the Foothills Trail. Hiked a section, not the whole thing, but a section of the Foothills Trail. A section Trail. of it. Yeah, that's right. So that was eleven. That was fun. This is twelve. Okay, happy twelve years. Happy twelve year anniversary. Math is not our strong suit, and we don't we um, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we don't look care. up what the gift is supposed to be for. Oh yeah. Okay. Does anybody do those? Does anybody actually do those past like the first two things? Okay, let's see. If um, not, if, what is it? Anniversary gift. If you're not familiar with this, there are. So I don't know who set these rules out, but they're supposed to be different things? themed gifts for each each year of the anniversary. That's a great idea. Our traditional and modern guides. So some people got pissed off with the traditional gift giving, and they just came up with their own. So let's see. Oh, okay, okay. This okay. The traditional wedding anniversary gift idea. This is quotable from brides.com. Um, didn't gain popularity until the Victorian era. So like what late 1800s 
Contemporary opinions diverge from traditional lore and believe that each gift should be chosen to gradually increase in value as you invest more time into the relationship, I like where this is going, serving as a recognition of a successful marriage and often as a reward for the wife. Because happy wife, happy... Life. But really, that's not true. But it, I mean, it is sort of true, but you should both be happy. Anyway, um... Okay, the reference guide below. Oh, this is going to be fun. Okay, this is traditional gifts by year. First anniversary, what is it? Paper. Paper, you got it. Second anniversary. Wood. Fiber. Fiber, just okay. kidding. Third anniversary, Wood. I knew this. Leather. Leather. <laughs> Fourth anniversary Wood. is flowers. Go wrong. Okay, number five, try it again. The fifth anniversary is... Wood. You got it. So furniture. Build your honey a bird house or something. The sixth anniversary is candy. Candy. Seventh is copper. Copper. Buy you some, like, um, mule mugs or whatever. Um, let's see. Oh, eighth is bronze. Bronze. What is bronze? I got you a chandelier that's made out of, cast out of bronze because I love Where's you so much. you a bronze much. statue. Bronze statue of yourself. Ninth is pottery. Pottery. Tenth is aluminum. I got you a roll oh, of Reynolds wrap aluminum. because I love you so much. Go cook for me. Aluminum. Aluminum. Aluminium. Okay. Eleventh is steel. Oh, they get better. Steel. steel what okay. is steel? I forged you a... A set of knives? A set of stainless steel knives? <laughs> Maybe stainless steel counts. I don't know. I'm just like, steel? I got you a stick of rebar. Congratulations. Um, this is so funny. This is why we don't do these, because we wouldn't take them seriously at all. And my thing is, you know, you're a blessing to me every day, not just on one day. Every day. So... Yeah, bless me every day, not just on Monday. Um, let's see. Okay, the twelfth anniversary is silk. Silk. So we're up to silk now. We're on the silk anniversary. Silk. What's what's thirteen? What I'm things, just curious. Thirteen is lace. Lace. Five. Fourteen. Um, fourteen is ivory. Ivory. I fifteen. Um, eleventh. Oh, sorry. Whoa. Fifteenth <laughs> is crystal. Crystal. This is when you start getting into all that stuff that you never use. It puts it gets put up in a china cabinet and nobody mm. ever touches it. Sixteenth um, is wax. Wax. Seventeenth is furniture. Furniture. Eighteenth is porcelain. Porcelain. Nineteenth is bronze again. Bronze, bronze again. gets it again. Double bronze. Wow. Okay. Twentieth is china. China. I think I knew that one too. Twenty fifth. Okay, so now we're we're jumping in. Uh, gaps here. So it goes from 20th is China, 25th is silver. Silver. So if 25th is silver, 30th is wood. Pearl. Pearl. Pearls. 35th is coral. 40th is rubies. Oh, we're getting in the gemstones. 45th is sapphire. Sapphire. 50th is, come on, you know this. Diamond. Gold. 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 Um, 50th Jubilee. Uh, 55 is Emerald. And 60th, you guys, if Wood. you've made it that far, is, you said it earlier. Diamond. Diamond. Right. Okay. So Diamond. that's the, that is the traditional wedding gifts by year. And they give an entire list of why you should get Things that. Are, seem kind of arbitrary, but. I mean. I'm going to start coming up with my own. Yeah, okay, let's Asphalt. look at modern ones. <laughs> Asphalt. I'm running out of things. Fresh cut grass. <laughs> okay, let's Sawdust. look at modern anniversary gifts. Hold on. What else is random? A set of new tires for the van. 
<laughs> That's what we did, I think, one year. We were that like, congratulations, I got you new tires for the band. It might have been your birthday present last year. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. You can tell we're real serious about <laughs> It's like $1,000. About... We're real serious about this, people. Uh, okay, okay. This is more of like... What? Okay, modern. Here we go. Oh, okay, okay. This is good. Okay, that was the traditional list. Modern, I'll just give you a couple. Unless you want me to do all of them. Should we do all of them? We've got, we've got time them for all. all of them. Okay, modern. First year. You got to know what time it is. You, I'm going to get you a... A, 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 um, a monocle. A clock. A sundial, a yeah. A clock. Because you can get a sundial. I'm going to get you a clock. Second is China. China. Third is crystalware. Crystalware. This is modern? This is a modern list because okay. it's different. Okay. Um, let's see. Fourth is appliances. Appliances. Got you a toaster oven. Fifth is silverware. So in the traditional one, it was wood. Modern is silverware. Silverware? So were, so were people giving each other like wooden forks and spoons and they were like, we're going to silverware? I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Sixth is wood. Nope, they got wood on there. Sixth is wood. Seventh is desk sets. Desk sets? What is that? Like, his and hers, like, pens or pencils? Or what does that mean? Or like a furniture. Desk set. Desk like set. Like a fer- furniture. Like, I bought you a desk? No. Uh, I don't like a desktop organizer. Pens, pencils, calendar, writing utensils. Anyway, keep going. God. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know my reaction to all these. Anyway. Um, eighth is linens or lace. That's a good year. Ninth is leather. Tenth is diamond jewelry. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. The modern list is like, we're bumping this up. Eleventh is fashion jewelry. Okay. What's the difference between diamond jewelry and fashion jewelry? Fashion jewelry is cheap, not real. Okay. Twelfth um, is pearls. Thirteenth is textile furs. Whatever that means. Eleventh is gold jewelry. Fifteenth is watches. Watches again. Um, 20th is platinum, 25th is silver, 30th is diamond, 40th is ruby, 50th is gold, 60th is diamond. 60th is diamond. Jeez. Okay. And someone has also made a list of flowers that if you just want to, I mean, flowers are kind of expensive now, but if you want to just do flowers instead of gift giving, okay. First wedding anniversary, what flower should you give? Lilies. Think of no, not Lily. Sunflowers. Think of uh, eighth grade Poppies. crush gram. Eighth grade crush grams. Did you ever do those? You would get a boutonnieres. Carnation. 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 Okay. First is carnation. Second, lily of the valley. Third is our wedding flower. It was a sunflower. You got it. Fourth was hydrangeas. Fifth was Gerber daisies. Daisies. Yes. Are you cheating? Are you looking at this? No. Sixth is calla lilies. Seventh is Freesia. Freesia? Freesia? Mm-hmm. Um, eighth is Lilac. Lilac. Uh-huh. Um, ninth is Birds of Paradise. Mm, B.O.P. Um, I wish I knew my flowers. Tenth is Daffodils. Eleventh mm. is Tulips. Twelfth is a Peony. So you'd be getting me Peonies this year. Yeah. Good luck with that. Thirteenth um, is Chrysanthemum. 14th is Orchid. 15th is a something by any other name with smell of sweet. You got it. Um, 20th is Aster. Mm, 20th, John Jacob. 25th is I, an Iris. 
30th is a lily. Fortieth hmm. is a. I can't even read that. How would you read that? Which one? Forty is rubius. Glad, glad. Gladulus. Gladulus. Gladolus. Gladolus. Gladys. Gladys. <laughs> she was there. Fiftieth, yellow roses. Why yellow? Yellow roses, and then sixtieth are white roses. Okay, there you have it. Traditional versus modern versus flowery anniversary gifts. It was on whistling. No. The, the, the yellow rose of Texas. Okay. Somebody has put all of those to different emojis too. Should you want an emoji remind an emoji reminder for all of the anniversary gifts? They're doing too much. God bless you if you actually do all those every year. That's an incredible. That's incredible. You must be a gift giver. That must be your love language. But gift giving is not one of our love languages. So it's true. We're just kind of like. Eh, eh. Well, we we do give gifts, but it's just not. But not really. Generally, it's not physical things. It's like new tires for the car. Or it's like trips. We do a lot of trips. It's tri- okay, that is true. We do experience the gift to ourselves is going on a trip. Yeah, like Arizona. That so was wonderful for this for, for this anniversary. We're not. We're just going to take the day. We're not going to anything crazy because we're doing a super long road trip in like two weeks after that. That's true. Nineteen days. We're counting down. T minus 19 days. Counting it down, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our love languages. So what are the five love languages? If you Let's don't know. Over. If you've never read the five love language by whoever that's by, you should just you, go. You know who the five love. Y'all know. Y'all know. Really? Who is it? Yeah. Y'all, I mean, I'm not saying you know who it's by. I'm saying you know what the book is. Okay. I'm five gonna, love languages are. I'm going to give this are. person credit. Hang on. Robert Gary Stevenson. Chapman, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. It's from 1992, so that's why you probably heard of it. Gerald Chapman. Okay, let's All see right. if we can name them. What are the five love languages? I'll name them. I got physical touch. Okay. I got gifts, acts of service, quality time. You're going out of order, but okay. Hang on. So I got gifts, acts of service, physical touch, quality time. And don't tell me, don't tell me. Words of affirmation. You got it. Nice. It's five. Okay. Um, and typically, like, after you read the book and then you read about the five different types, whichever love language that you are is also the one that you typically give, right? So, like, if... The type that you receive the most is the one that you give the most. Yeah. We'll just use myself as an example. So, when I took the quiz at the back of the book or whatever, or you can take it online, um, I got, like, a three-way tie between quality time... And words of affirmation, and I think acts of service. And so, my highest score, the one that I related to the most, was like words of affirmation. So, I need words of affirmation the most, but I also give words of affirmation. And this isn't like to put you in a box of like, this is the only way that you express love. Like, most people are a smattering of these things. Well, and this can change over time, too. And it can change over time, right? Depending on what season of life you're in, circumstances, you know, all these different things. Like your patient. Like kids, yeah, kids change a lot. Do an occupation that takes learning a significantly new skill set and that can push you in one direction. I wouldn't say there's like fundamental sea change necessarily, but right, you do experience change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. my love language? See if you can pick mine. Quality time. That's what I get, give and 
receive. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a physical touch person. You're a physical touch person, yeah. I like it when you touch me. I'm touching his shoulder right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how you had to... I had to... I had to call. <laughs> I mean, because it's a podcast, so you have to explain what you're doing. <laughs> anyway. Whoo! Okay. There you go. Um, but, so yeah, so you're not limited to one way of showing love. You can be a smattering of a bunch of different things. If you are having a hard time communicating with someone, and you think, I I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do with this person. Maybe communicating is the wrong word. If you feel like you're having a hard time connecting with someone, and you just feel like, I'm just doing everything everything I can, this person's just not receiving it. Maybe ask yourself, are you communicating? Are you giving affection, love, appropriate communication, whatever, in the way that that person is open to receiving it? Maybe you're trying to spend quality time with someone who has absolutely no desire for quality time. Maybe they just want you to do something for them. Maybe they're a gifts person. Maybe you're giving gifts. They don't care about gifts. I, for one, don't really care about gifts very much. That's just me. That's just, that's just how I am. Me either, but maybe that's why we're okay with not giving gifts for every holiday because we're just not gift givers. I would just much rather you do something nice for me or just be nice as as Uh opposed to give gifts. But I feel like like, uh, acts of service and giving gifts can fall under a similar category, though, because I can bake someone a lasagna as like a acts of service, you know, like a a mama had a new baby or something and I brought you a lasagna um, as like an act of service. I wouldn't necessarily say that's like... But it could fall, fall under a gift category, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's both. Both yeah. and. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So, yeah. So, I guess I would just encourage you that if you don't know your love language, maybe you should take I'm that I'm sure there's a bunch test. of free tests. I'm sure you can Google that. I'm sure you can read the book by Gary Chapman. It's a great book. I feel like every marriage builders or marriage conference or anything we've ever done, that book is like one of the core things that we talk about. Um, so yeah, go see what you are and then have your spouse do the same thing and see what you are. And then see what they are. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't done it in a long time, you know, if you did it back 10 years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. do it again and see if you've changed. Yeah. Because you... Either you've changed or you just know more about yourself now. Hopefully you're a little wiser, a little more mature as some time has gone by. And I bet your answers would change a little bit give you more, and give you more insight maybe. Could, could be pretty interesting. Yeah. We also did the Enneagram. The Enneagram. Uh, Which is not necessarily about marriage or anything, but just the Enneagram just, test. Just per- personality types in general. If you don't know that one, that's there's nine different personality types. And different cones. Again, people are not necessarily crammed into one label or mm-hmm. what have you. Um, most people are like a combination of a bunch of different ones. So, and some people are like, I hate tests like this because I don't want to be put in a box. But don't put me in a box. Anyway, our you were in number three. I was a three. And I was a seven. You were a seven. Was I a strong three and you were a strong seven? Yeah. I'm like the optimistic. Um, the, the cheerleader. Enthusiast. And you're the. 
successful achiever. There you go. And together we are the power couple. The power couple, Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. which is probably why we're doing a podcast. I don't know. Either that, or we just like to hear our own voices. I Maybe. Know. I think it'd be ah. fun. I think it'd be fun if we do this long enough, though, to go back and just like laugh about how <laughs> David just broke the car. <laughs> Yes. Tell them what you just did. I. He was trying to block the sun with the visor and just completely ripped the visor out of the car. Our darling children have yanked this visor out and in such a way that it only falls out when you do put it at a certain angle. Otherwise, you have no idea that it's broken. It's perfectly functional. Only when you try to actually block the sun with it. It only doesn't. It only breaks when you try to use it for its intended purpose. And I forget I every six months or so. And we were, I guess, Jen and I were on the interstate somewhere, and that happened to her doing 60 miles an hour. And I was like, ah, get out of my face. <laughs> we were okay. We got to a safe, loca- okay. we got to a safe location where we could fix it, yeah, but um, I fixed it, it was definitely was okay. hanging down in my face. But uh, <laughs> I was shielding it with one hand off to the side so I could drive. It was terrible. And it just happened again. It just happened again. That's okay. So, anyway, the ideogram. <laughs> <laughs> successful achiever that's me and then Jen's the cheerleader basically we should probably take that again because it's been so long yeah um that makes me think about I always don't want to tell people that that's a personality type because I feel like it puts pressure on me to, to, to actually accomplish so something so what happens if I mean I've never I don't think I've ever met a married couple... Okay, I shouldn't say this. I haven't met a married couple yet that had two of the exact same of those numbers. Like, what does that mean if you have both of the same number? I mean, I, I just... Know. I guess I just haven't met you yet, so... Somebody's not telling the truth. So, or somebody's not telling the truth. I don't know. One is the reformer, the rational, ideal, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled. Can sometimes be a perfectionist, which people do not like that term. By the way, no one's perfect, but this is the one. Number that's one. the one, the reformer. Yeah, if you follow some of the Enneagram, I think I saw one time like uh, Enneagram and Coffee on Instagram had um, like all the Disney characters put with like the Enneagram tests, and one was like Moana. There you go. Maybe if you're one, maybe you're like, oh, I can see that. That applies, but I'm not number one. Two is the helper. Mm-hmm. Like, all my nursing people or mm-hmm. all my very compassionate, caring, generous people. Uh, three was the successful achiever, success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excellent, driven. Okay. Um, four was the individualist. Now, I don't remember all the Disney characters, so I can't, like name all of them but we should look that up look that up okay let's see Enneagram Disney this would be fun Disney Princess Enneagram which Disney Princess am I (laughs) which Disney you just want to know what Disney Princess you are oh okay here we go yes someone's done it okay one is Moana the helper is what princess is like a helper any guesses Cinderella Snow White Snow White Snow White could be Cinderella too um three is Tiana the successful achiever. I can see that because Tiana was very driven. I'm a and, Tiana. And That's like, right. I'm going to do it myself. That's and, me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then four is Alice in Wonderland. Alice of Alice in Wonderland. The individualist. Self-aware, sensitive, creative, values individuality and self-expression. 
feels exempt from ordinary ways of living. There you go. Okay. Um, like the dreamer, I guess. Five is Belle, the investigator. Independent, innovative, a visionary, a pioneer, ahead of their time, can see the world in a new way. Knowledge and understanding are highly valued. That's like your, uh, what is that, INFJ people? In the other? Maybe. Maybe. Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs. Okay. Six is Rapunzel, the loyalist. Committed, security-oriented, cooperative, lovable. Like, you're a loyal person. You're trying to, um, like, be the peacemaker, right? Um... Ariel, the enthusiast. Yes, because Ariel was actually one of my favorite. High five. Disney I just high five Jen. Yes. I touched her hand. Amazing. Spontaneous, playful, high spirited, constantly seeking new and exciting experiences. Yep, that's me. Approaches life with curiosity and a sense of adventure. Yep, that's me. Um. Best to avoid uh, negative emotions. That's me. And procrastinates. Oh, that's me. I, I, I took the Enneagram test and I was like, yes, I'm a clear seven on this. No doubts about that. Um, okay, eight is Merida, the challenger, which I feel like people who are eights have a problem with that. But maybe that describes their personality a little bit too. Because okay. one of my brothers is an eight. Mm. Um, but anyway, and I just, I don't know, I just feel like you're just the number eights are like self-confident they're decisive they're self-mastering they're heroic they're inspiring they value self-reliance to prove their strength there you go i okay and nine is pocahontas the peacemaker oh okay so peacemaker is not a loyalist but a peacemaker is able to bring people together and you know resolve conflicts stable trusting can create harmony in their environment and actually this is fun um a lot of nines that we know are married to ones the peacemaker and the reformer okay like it balances out so maybe a three and a seven balances each other out okay maybe that describes us i don't know and again again this is not like putting you in a box you can be a smattering of things you might even disagree with all of these, and that's okay. Um, people hate these tests <laughs> because they don't want to be defined. Well, let's just not assume people hate it. I think a lot of people, this stuff can be pretty enlightening. Don't take it all. You know, don't take it all as gospel necessarily, but, you know. Right. Take the good from the bad, whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. Listen. And a lot of twos, a lot of twos balance out the number eights, or a lot of twos balance out a number five because a two is a helper. What it, what? So you could be a lot of different things, but if you're married to a helper personality, then they're going to like come alongside you and they're going to let you lead probably, unless they're also a helper, which I've never met. Double helpers? Double helpers. What does a three match well with? Um, well, I'm not on that page. I'm still on Disney Princesses, but um, let's see. Which Enneagrams are compatible Enneagram type three. I don't want to say compatible because that's not seven. that's not saying the most common okay, here we go. This is what we wanted. The most common Enneagram couples. Okay, so someone has done a lot of research on this. Thank you for that. Okay. Gene Watkins. It's not Gene Watkins. Um, let's see. Ads, 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 ads. 
Oh my gosh, scrolling through the ads. Okay, type ones commonly play well with twos, sevens, nines. Um, let's see. Relationships, compatibility. Let's see. People make this their job to like write all this out, by the way. Okay. Ones and nines. So they say the perfectionists, reformers, mar- you know, get married to the peacemakers. Okay, because we said that balances out. Okay, mm-hmm. um, type two ads go away. Okay, um, type twos are the helpers, can also marry the eights because eights are leaders. Okay. So I could see that working out. Type three is it has type three the achiever marrying type one the perfectionist Ooh, that sounds like a dangerous combination right there i mean i don't know type four the artist marries the peacemaker mm. type nine that sounds like a very chill relationship you know but i don't know if this list is like oh okay this was a study based on 457 couples below were the most common combinations this does not mean that they were the most successful it just means they happen in this study with the most frequency. Okay, so, I mean, and I also don't want to, like, pair people up and be like, ooh, that might not work out, because just because it's not our type doesn't mean it might not work out. But, um, let's see. Type 5, which is the rational thinker, marrying the type 1, which is the perfectionist. Okay. Um, type 6, which is the loyalist, marrying type 8, which is the leader, or type 9, who's the peacemaker. I can see that. Yeah. Because I kind of put a six and a nine together anyway. So, like, I can see that. A type seven marrying a type five who's the thinker or type one the perfectionist. The thinker, the stinker. Um, or a type eight marrying a type nine, a leader and a peacemaker. Or a type nine peacemaker marrying a loyalist. Okay. Huh. This is obviously a pretty rabbit hole that we could go it's down. It's a I'm big sure it's rabbit probably, hole, yeah. There's probably entire podcasts that deal with just this subject by itself, I can imagine. Um, and not... I also want to just throw it out there that I've heard people um, in Christian circles say that, you know, oh, don't rely on the Enneagram because, um, you know, Jesus can change your personality or, like, that's that's leaving it open for God to change anybody, for God to transform anybody's heart. And make, you could you could say... I was born with this type of personality, but then God changed me, and now I'm more like fill in the blank. Yeah. So I can see that. So yes, you can take that into account. I just feel like this stuff is very interesting. I don't know. Very interesting. It's interesting. I feel like it just gives you some insight into your own personality. Oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't think of myself like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, there is only so much value in in uh, in navel gazing. I guess introspection. It's interesting to see things of like um, things to avoid or like not things to avoid, but like certain things that you could look at with your based on your personality type of like ways that you could set healthy boundaries in yourself. If mm-hmm. you're like, you know what, that's a like that's a push point. I probably shouldn't do that, and then you know you can set healthy boundaries for yourself. True that. And, and maybe that would, you know, create, you know, I don't know. It's just good. I like it. It's interesting. And it, we've talked a lot about it. So yeah. it's there's, fun. There's a lot to be done. We did the Myers-Briggs. I don't, I don't, Marriage builders. Yeah. I don't remember what I was. That's a whole nother. Whew, that's, that's a whole nother one as well. 
I think I was an ENFP. The feeler. The feeler, the, 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 I rely on emotions, the in, extrovert. But you know what? I feel like now that, I feel like now that we've had children, this is a great, <laughs> this is a great, like, how situations could, how maybe you, you, okay, I shouldn't say things. How you change as a person. So, like, after having children, I discovered that I really need time alone to recharge. I love hanging out with people. I love hanging out with our family. But I think for me to personally recharge, I think I do need some alone time. Like, that's important to Mm me. Yeah. Whereas when you're, you know. Do I need alone time, you think? Yes. Yeah. David (laughs) David needs. Oh, this is something that's interesting. So, I need a couple hours to recharge. Like, maybe you know, two hours by myself to go shopping or, you know, just sit there quietly for an hour and think or go for a walk for like an hour and then I'm good. David needs like a full like 24 hours no, to I, recharge. Not, you need like a full true. sick day, quote unquote, to recharge. That's not true. That is true. That is not, I do not need a full sick day. Only like once every couple months. <laughs> Only once every couple months. There you go. I just need a day to not, not be spoken with. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm kind of clueless about, about, maybe this is just, I don't know, being a man, but just, I can be kind of clueless sometimes about personality, my, my, my own personality type. That's why I asked Jen. And it's just funny, I, it's funny to hear her perspective on it because she lives with me all the time. Mm-hmm. This is interesting to hear her comment on the things that I do or say <laughs> because she knows me really, really, really well. Yeah. I, I I probably <laughs> your perspective is probably really funny a lot of the time and for, for us to be as compatible as we are let me say this is not something that we walked into this relationship really knowing super well or being experts at by any stretch of we're not experts we're not perfect we, people we weren't when we got married but still not now no nope. if you're looking for perfect people you just need to get off this right now because yeah, it's not hang us up. hang up hang up don't it's hang up not us. turn it off that's not what we're doing turn it off unlike unsubscribe because that's not that's not what's happening here um we do not argue very much um that's something that's pretty standard for us we don't we we've never yelled at each other we've never spent a lot of time away from each other or or we never gotten mad and anybody's left or walked off or right this is not something that we do we just we don't we don't really take like we don't take offense we don't take yeah i was gonna say we don't take time like you're not scheduling weekends away from us or a lot of time away from us you know you're not like okay see you later i'll i'll be back in three days i'm going to play golf with the guys be back going to play golf in alabama uh, see you in three days if you play golf don't don't take it personally unless you're trying to hide from your family then please take it personally um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're trying to hide then from your please, I want to stomp all over your toes if that's what you're doing. Um, but I, you know, I just not say it's wrong to have hobbies because it's not. But my hobbies just don't take me away from my family, and that's that's mm-hmm. just what it's just what I want to do. I would rather spend time with my family nine times out of ten. And you give me, Jen says I need a full day, but that, I don't. I disagree with that. Um, how often do I need a full day? Here's what happens with kids, though, especially small kids. Maybe if you have older kids, you can actually do this. But David will want to take, like, 
a solid day of like watching TV in bed or something, and the kids just like you know do what kids do. They run in there, they jump on them, they tackle them. They're like eating you know Cheeto puffs in our bed or trying to you know trying to like disrupt the quiet that David wanted. And so it just doesn't happen anymore where you can just like oh I'm gonna lounge in bed for eight hours. Like you could do that if you. How often do I want to do that though? I mean, once in a while. What once like? Once every quarter, maybe. Once a quarter. Once a quarter. If I had once to put, a a, I hate numbers, but if I had to put a number on once it, I'd quarter. say once a quarter. So I am due my Q my Q Q three lay in basically. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> soon. What you're telling me is, I'm due a lay around day. Maybe. I mean, which is funny because you know when we talk about going on family vacations, like we're both quality time people, so it's probably why we like in general spending time around our family. But thinking about this super awesome road trip we're going to take, it's not going to be like a let's lay around by the pool that kind of vacation. That's not what, we're gonna do. It's not what this is. This is going to be like being mom and dad in different states. Yeah. We're going to take our kids to different national parks so they can argue in different places. Yeah. Here are our kids fighting at the Grand Canyon. Here, Here are our kids, kids fighting, fighting in Starkville, Mississippi. Here are our kids <laughs> fighting at Dollywood. They won't be fighting the whole time, but it's, I mean... With 67 hours of travel time in the, car, in the car, it's bound to happen. It's going to get intense. And I'm not talking about tense. Yep. Um, well, it is 41 minutes. If you have made it to this point into the podcast, I want to say sincerely thank you for your time and attention. I'm, again, always stunned by the number of people who listen to these. I don't really understand, but we welcome you. We love you. Have a great evening. Good night. Good night.